Recorded at the Running Age Studio, you're listening to Venture Tabernacle. It's like venture capital, except that the investment is made in your soul. This is where America hangs out to talk about anything and everything from a biblical perspective. I'm your host, Ty Hervey. Join me as we learn to view the world through the objective lens of the Bible. All righty, everybody, we are back for another episode of the Sunday Sermon on Venture Tabernacle, where we are going through the gospel according to Mark, verse by verse and story by story. Last week, we saw the temptation of Jesus, and we learned that we have a Savior who has defeated Satan and can understand exactly what we're going through. And today, we are continuing in the story of Jesus. And we're going to look at the beginning of his ministry and the calling of his first disciples. It is a great section with a lot of encouragement and a serious example for us to follow. Our passage for the day is Mark 1, 14 through 20. Let's read it together. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little further, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending the nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with hired servants and followed him. Now, this is a pretty cool couple of passages, and I say couple of passages because we see two main sections here. First, in verse 14 through 15, we see Jesus begin his public ministry, and then in verse 16 through 20, he calls his first disciples to follow him. So let's take this one section at a time. We see Jesus begin his ministry after John the Baptist is arrested, is what it says. And so, just so you're following the timeline here, this is about six months after Jesus got baptized by John. And this happens in this order because John the Baptist said in John 3.30, it's recorded, He must increase, but I must decrease. So we see that as John the Baptist winds his ministry down, Jesus ramps his ministry up. And it says that Jesus came into Galilee preaching the good news of God. Now the question should be, what was that good news? That Jesus had come and the time promised by God had come. That had been prophesied of old. And again, we see an echo of the new era that has started when King Jesus came onto the scene just a few verses earlier. And he says, the kingdom of God is at hand and that we should repent and believe because Jesus is the king of the new kingdom. And again, we see this theme of repentance, which means to turn from sin and towards God. And Jesus is telling the world that he has come to conquer Satan and all sin and that the kingdom he is talking about is threefold. See, there is the immediate kingdom that he established when he first came Where the king is, so is the kingdom, as the saying goes. So when Jesus came and preached the gospel of salvation, he established the invisible kingdom of God in the hearts of every believer all over the world. And that is where we live right now. 
So if you're a Christian, you are a part of that kingdom. But there is coming a time in the future when it says in Revelation 20 that Jesus will return and establish an earthly kingdom for a thousand years so that he can finish all of the prophecies put forth in the Old Testament. And that is coming in the future. It's not here yet. Then after that, we will see the final phase of the kingdom that lasts forever. The eternal kingdom where Jesus reigns forever as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And if you're a Christian, you can count on the fact that you will spend eternity with Jesus in that final perfect kingdom. But for now, we live in the present spiritual kingdom that resides in the hearts of every believer. And God is building his spiritual kingdom in each of us until he returns to establish his earthly kingdom. And Jesus makes it clear the way to become a part of his kingdom is to repent and believe in Jesus. This is the gospel message that Jesus came preaching. And as the story continues, we see Jesus call his first disciples. Now, there are several lessons that can be learned here in verses 16 through 20. The first of which is that Jesus commands Simon and Andrew to follow him. Interestingly enough, he does not ask. It is not an option. He tells them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. This is a radical call for them to drop everything and become his disciples. And this is the requirement of Jesus for his followers. If we skip ahead in the story in Mark 8.34, we'll actually see Jesus talk about this a little bit more. And I'll read these verses to you, Mark 8.34 and 35. It says, And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. It is in this moment of history when he calls his first disciples that Jesus establishes how his kingdom will spread. Now, he could have chosen any method. He could have used angels, the messengers of the Lord, to spread it. He could have used animals. He could have chosen to snap his fingers and spread the kingdom across the world. But he chose to pick sinners to carry the gospel to the world. He chose people like you and me who are imperfect and messy. Everyone that God used in the entire history of the Bible was a broken, messy person except for Jesus. And that's how he operates. And that means that you and I have an opportunity to spread the kingdom of Jesus even though we're not perfect. In fact, God would love nothing more than for you to take up the call to spread the gospel. And if we look back at verse 18 of our main text, we see the response of the calling. It says in verse 18, And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little further, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending the nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. And it says, immediately they left their nets and followed him. Now the same thing happens when James and John are called. They leave everything and follow Jesus. These are men who have only seen a glimpse of Jesus' power, but they said, I want to be a part of this kingdom that you're building. For us, we live in a period where we have the entirety of Scripture in one book, 
And we've seen the glory of Jesus presented over and over as you read the Gospels and the New Testament letters. And the question that I think we should answer is, have you made a decision to follow Jesus yet? And if not, why? Because he's calling you just like he called Simon, Andrew, James, and John. And these men had far less information than you and I have, far less proof that Jesus is the Son of God than we have. Jesus is looking at you, reaching out his hand, saying, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. There is nothing more important in this world than being right with God and leading others to Christ. And if I could encourage you to do anything, it would be to take up that mantle, to become fishers of men. Well, that marks the end of this episode of the Venture Tabernacle podcast. We are so glad you joined us here today. If you got some value out of this episode, please share this episode with a friend. Help us spread the word, get the information out that we are getting this thing cranked up. Until next time, we'll see you next week.